Crimes relative to the opium and other prohibited drugs, RA 9165. The elements of violation of Section 4 or Section 5 of RA number 9165 are as follows. First, that the offender imports or transports, delivers, sells, trades, administers, dispenses, gives away to another, distributes, dispatches in transit, dangerous drugs, or acts as broker in such transaction. Second, that this activity is not authorized by law. And third, that the offender knows that what he is dealing with is a dangerous drug. Intent to perpetrate the prohibited drugs as, as intent to donate in the crime of giving away dangerous drugs or animus possidendi in possession of dangerous drugs presupposes knowledge that accused was dealing with dangerous drugs. Persons who have no legal wills as children of insufficient understanding and idiots cannot possess or acquire a complete possession. So where stolen property is placed in the house or upon the premise of a person, uh, premises of a person without his knowledge or consent, he is not properly speaking in possession of such property, so long as he does not assert a right to its control and is not moved by the animus possidendi with reference thereto. An innocent purchaser of a uh, patent medicine who is not aware that the medicine contains opium is not liable for possession of prohibited drugs. Lack of knowledge that her fiancé was a drug pusher and that what was inside the sashi given to her was shabu is a defense in a case involving possession of dangerous drugs, 2004 bar exam. Proof that the accused transported, delivered, or sold dangerous drugs gives rise to presumption that he is not authorized to transport, deliver, or sell such drug. That he know that what he was transporting, delivering, or selling was a dangerous drug and that animus possidendi is present. Importation of dangerous drugs. In order to establish the crime of importation of dangerous drug, the prosecution must show that the vessel from which the drugs are landed or on which it arrived in the Philippines waters came from a foreign port or shipment of a merchandise from one port to another in the same country is not importation of dangerous drugs. However, the drug trafficker could be convicted of transportation of dangerous drugs under Section 5. In transportation of dangerous drugs, the point of origin is not important. George was arrested at the Naiya arrival launch for carrying a backpack containing 15 grams of cocaine. Importation of dangerous drugs is not committed. In order to establish the crime of importation of uh, dangerous drugs, it must be shown that the dangerous drugs are brought to the Philippines from a foreign country. In this case, it was not slated or stated whether arrived by launch is in the domestic or international terminal of Naia, and whether or not George is an airplane passenger who just arrived from a foreign country. Hence, the crime committed is possession of dangerous drugs, 2013 bar. In Amsterdam, X and Y bought a dozen lollipops laced with cannabis as souvenir and pasalubong for their friends. They were accosted at the Manila International Airport. They are liable for importation of dangerous drugs, 2018 bar. The importation of prohibited drugs is complete the moment the vessel enters the waters of the country provided that the entry is with the intent to import. Intent to import is not established if the vessel carrying the dangerous drugs is just passing through local ports without intent to unload the crime committed is transportation of dangerous drugs. Intent to import or unload is established if the vessel carrying the dangerous drug is already anchored in local port.
transportation of dangerous drugs. Transport means to carry or convey from one place to another, carrying a suitcase containing heroin, or negotiating a forested area carrying a sack containing marijuana, constitute transportation of dangerous drugs. In transportation of dangerous drugs, the place of origin, place of destination, or ownership is not material. In Asuncion versus CA, the accused was driving a car with 0.1216 gram of shabu. In Sales versus People, the accused was caught in possession of 0.23 gram of dried marijuana at the departure area of Naia. The quantities of drugs in Asuncion case and Sales case are not considerable or commercial, which indicate that they possess the same for consumption purposes. Hence, they were convicted of possession of dangerous drug and not the graver crime of transportation of dangerous drug. In People versus Burton, the accused came from a hotel in Paranaque where he stayed before he checked in the Naia and was bound for Sydney, Australia. At the departure area of the airport, authorities discovered dangerous drugs in the two pieces of luggage of the accused. It was held that it is, uh, it is apparent that he wanted to bring the prohibited drug from Paranaque to Sydney. However, because he was not able to pursue his trip, he should be considered only to have attempted to transport the prohibited drug to Sydney. In People versus Dimaano, the accused was caught in possession of dangerous drugs at the departure area of Manila Domestic Airport was also convicted of attempted, to tra uh, attempted transportation of dangerous drug. However, in People versus Jones, the accused was also caught in possession of dangerous drugs at the departure of Daia, and yet he was convicted of consummated transportation of dangerous drugs. At any rate, the penalty prescribed for transportation of dangerous drugs is the same as that for attempted transportation of dangerous drugs. The accused cannot be convicted of attempted transportation of dangerous drugs where he was caught in possession thereon inside his car which is not in transit. The theory of the persecution that there is a clear intent to transport the drug is speculative. Selling dangerous drugs. Sale is defined as any act of giving away any dangerous drug and or controlled precursor and essential chemicals, whether for money or any other consideration. Consummated sale. Section 5 or A9165 uses the word sell in defining the crime of illegal sale of dangerous drugs. Under Section 3, Paragraph 2, sell is any act of giving away dangerous drug whether for money or any other consideration. The crime of sale is consummated by mere delivery of the drug purchased for money. Actual payment is not an element of selling dangerous drug. Delivery of drugs for a consideration consummates the crime. The fact that no money was actually delivered by the pretended buyer to the poser did not prevent the offenses from being committed. Non-receipt of the buy-bust money is not a defense. Failure to present the marked money in evidence does not create a hiatus in the evidence for the prosecution. 2000 bar exam. Attempted sale. To consummate the crime of sale of dangerous drugs, the accused must deliver the dangerous drugs to the poser buyer. For consideration, in People versus Figueroa, the accused showed Shabu for sale to procure buyer, 
Prior to the delivery of the dangerous drugs, the sale was aborted when the police officers immediately placed accused under arrest. The crime committed is attempted sale. During the by-bus operation, Solito opened the trunk of the Toyota Innova to retrieve the bag of marijuana to be sold to P.O. Masahol to cut the laces that he had tied the, uh, the bag with. Solito took out a Swiss knife, but his doing so prompted P.O. Masahol to immediately arrest him and confiscate the bag of marijuana. The crime committed is not sale of dangerous drugs, but attempted sale of dangerous drugs since Solito was arrested prior to the actual or constructive delivery of this marijuana, 2017 bar. In People vs. Tumulak, accused intended to sell ecstasy and commented or and commenced by overt acts, the commission of the intended crime by showing the substance to a police officer. Showing a sample to is an overt act of selling dangerous drugs since it reveals the intention of the offender to sell it to the poster buyer. More importantly, the only reason why the sale was aborted is because the police officers identified themselves as such in place accused under arrest, a cause that is other than her own spontaneous desistance. Accused was convicted of attempted sale of dangerous drugs. Seller and buyer of dangerous drugs. A buyer who received the dangerous drugs from a pusher for a consideration is liable for possession of dangerous drugs. Unless he is a police officer or a civilian acting as a pusher buyer. On the other hand, the seller is liable for illegal sale of dangerous drugs. By bust operation. When T. Moy, a pusher, asked the pusher buyer, a police officer, if he would like uh, a score, he answered in the affirmative. T. Moy handed a match box containing the dangerous drugs to the pusher buyer while the latter gave him 100 pesos smart bill. Upon giving the pre-arrange signal, the agents rushed inside and arrested T. Moy, 92 bar exam. T. Moy argued that arrest without warrant is illegal. This argument is untenable. Arresting the officer in the by-bus operation without a warrant of arrest is legitimate. A by-bus operation is a form of entrapment whereby ways and means are resorted for the purpose of trapping and capturing lawbreakers in the execution of their criminal plan. It is uh, a procedure or operation sanctioned by law and which has consistently proved itself to be as effective method of apprehending drug peddlers. People versus Chua. Timoy argued that he was the victim of a frame-up instigated by law enforcement officers, 92 bar. This is untenable. The affirmative answer of the future buyer to the query if he would like to score is decoy solicitation, which is allowed by law. The sale of contraband is a kind of offense habitually committed and the solicitation uh, simply furnishes evidence of the criminal's course of conduct. A decoy solicitation is not tantamount to inducement or instigation. Uh, the mere fact that the authorities deceived the poser into believing that the former were buyers of dangerous drugs does not exculpate the latter from liability for selling the prohibited drugs. Selling drugs to a stranger. In real life, small quantity or retail drug posers sells their prohibited wares to customers who have the money to pay for its drug, be they strangers or not. It is probable for a poser to sell dangerous drugs to a total stranger. What matters is not the existing familiarity between the buyer and the drug pusher, but rather their agreement and the acts constituting the sale and delivery of the marijuana leaves. 93 and 92 bar exams. 
selling drugs at a public place. Drug pushing, when done on a small level or small level, may be committed at any time and at any place. The fact that the parties are in public place and in the presence of other people may not always discourage them from pursuing their legal or illegal trade, as these factors may even serve to camouflage the, the same 1993 bar exam. Delivery of dangerous drugs. Deliver is defined as any act of knowingly passing a dangerous drug to another, personally or otherwise, and by any means, with or without consideration. While sale may involve money or any other material consideration, delivery may be with or without consideration. If the accused is charged with illegal sale and delivery of dangerous drugs, and the witness testifies on the delivery of drugs to the accused but not on the sale transaction of another police officer through a cell phone with the accused, he cannot be convicted of sale of dangerous drug but is liable for delivery of dangerous drugs since this crime may be committed even without consideration. Dispatching dangerous drugs in transit What is punishable under Section 5 of RA 9165 is dispatching in transit any dangerous drugs and not dispatching somebody to buy or get dangerous drugs from another. The word dispatch means sending off dangerous drug to a particular destination. Example, following the instruction of A, B delivered one stick of marijuana to C. A is liable for dispatching the dangerous drug in transit. B is liable for delivery of dangerous drugs. C is liable for illegal possession of dangerous drugs. Giving away dangerous drugs. In giving away, the dangerous drug becomes an item or merchandise presented as a gift or premium giveaway, where ownership is transferred. In People vs. Lacerna, accused testified that he gave the plastic bag and the knapsack to his co-accused because the latter got into the taxi cab first and because there was more room in the back seat than in the front. It was held that by handling the plastic bag to his companion, accused cannot be punished or giving away marijuana as a gift or premium to another, there being no intention to donate or give away the drugs. Accused, however, was convicted of illegal possession of dangerous drug. Trade of dangerous drugs. Trading is a transaction involving the illegal trafficking of dangerous drugs and or controlled precursors in essential chemical using electronic devices as but not limited to text messages, email, mobile, or landlines, two-way radios, internet, instant messengers, and chat rooms are acting as a broker in any of such transactions, whether for money or any other consideration in violation of dangerous drugs law. The alleged drug lords in national believed prisons who are transacting dangerous drugs with others through internet or cell phone are liable for the crime of trade of dangerous drugs. Administering dangerous drugs. Administering in any act of introducing any dangerous drug into the body of any person with or without his or her knowledge by injection, inhalation, ingestion, or other means, or of committing any act of indispensable assistance to a person in administering a dangerous drug to himself or herself unless administered by a duly licensed practitioner for purposes of medication. The person into whom the dangerous drug is being administered may be held liable for use of dangerous drugs under Section 15 of RA 9165. A. Wrap shabu with aluminum foil and burn it with uh, uh, or with the use of lighter. 
be using a glass tube, sniff the smoke emitting from the aluminum foil. The crime committed by A is illegal administration of dangerous drugs. B is liable for using dangerous drugs. Brokerage of dangerous drugs. Broker means to act as agent in arranging any of these transactions. It refers to an agent employed to make bargains and contracts for compensation, or a middleman or negotiator between contracting parties, or a person whose business is to bring seller and purchaser together. Manufacture of dangerous drugs. Manufacture is the production, preparation, compounding, or processing of any dangerous drugs and or controlled precursor and essential chemical. Manufacture can be either directly or indirectly or by extraction from substance of natural origin or independently by means of chemical synthesis or by the combination of extraction and chemical synthesis. It shall include any packaging or repacking of such substance design or configuration of its form or labeling or relabeling of its container. Manufacture of dangerous drugs can be proved uh, by direct evidence or circumstantial evidence. Any of the following circumstances is prima facie proof of manufacture of any dangerous drug. 1. The presence of any controlled precursor and essential chemical in the clandestine laboratory. 2. The presence of laboratory equipment in the clandestine laboratory. If a person planted and raised opium poppy and thereafter manufactured opium out of the seed plant, it is admitted that he should be held liable only for manufacture of dangerous drugs. Planting is just a part of the manufacturing process or preparation of dangerous drugs. Hence, cultivation of plant as a source of dangerous drugs is absorbed in the crime of manufacture of dangerous drugs. Cultivation or culture of dangerous drugs. The crime of cultivation or culture of plants classified as dangerous drugs or as sources thereof is committed by any person who shall plant, cultivate, or culture marijuana, opium, poppy, or any other plant classified as dangerous drug or as a source from which any dangerous drug may be manufactured or derived. In Sanoria vs. CE, accused failed to adequately explain his presence at the site teeming with fully grown marijuana plants. His claim that he has never seen nor heard of marijuana is incredulous. Den Dive or Resort Den Dive or Resort is a place where any dangerous drugs and or controlled precursor and essential chemical is administered, delivered, stored for illegal purpose, distributed, sold or used in any form. Habituality is an element of the crime of maintenance of den, dive or resort. According to Senator Barbers, a drug den is defined in the law is a place where drugs are habitually used by people who frequented it. If a visitor would use drugs in an office on single occasion, the visitor is liable for use of dangerous drugs, while the owner of the office is not liable for maintaining a den, dive or resort. In People vs. Galicia, for an accused to be convicted of maintenance of a drug den, the prosecution may establish with proof beyond reasonable doubt that the accused is maintaining a den where any dangerous drug is administered, used, or sold. It must be established that the alleged drug den is a place where dangerous drugs are regularly sold to and or used by the customers of the maintainer of the den. In this case, drug paraphernalia in Shabu were found inside the shanty 
This is not enough to establish that the shanty is a drug den. Accused was acquitted of maintenance of den. The existence of a fume joint could be established by facts and circumstances tending to prove that it was such as that conduct of accused when apprehended. The condition of the room in which they were found with a strong odor of opium, the water and towel showing traces of opium, and the barricaded nature of the house. The following persons are offenders in crime involving den, dive, or resort. 1. The person maintaining the den, dive, or resort, or the owner thereof. 2. Employees of a den, dive, or resort, such as caretaker, helper, watchman, and lookout, provided that they are aware of the nature of the place as such. And 3. Visitor of den, dive, or resort, who is aware of the nature of the place. Anastasio, who went to the drug den to join a Madjong session, not knowing that the session that he was invited to join is Shabu session, is not liable for visiting den, dive and resort because he is not aware of the nature of the place. 2007 bar exam. Possession of dangerous drugs. Animus possidendi, which is an essential element of possession of dangerous drugs, presupposes that possessor acted with intelligence and knowledge. Persons who have no legal wills as children of insufficient understanding idiots cannot possess or acquire a complete possession. So where stolen property is placed in the house or upon the premises of a person without his knowledge or consent, he is not properly speaking in possession of such property so long as he does not assert a right to its control and is not moved by the animus possidendi with reference thereto. Parties, social gathering and meeting. The penalty for possession of dangerous drugs is higher if it is committed during a party or at a social gathering or meeting or in the proximate company of at least two persons, section 13. The praise company of at least two persons shall mean that the accused or suspect plus at least two others who may or may not be in possession of any dangerous drugs, PDA implementing rules. Possession of shabu and marijuana. In the bill versus people, an accused may only be convicted of a single offense of possession of dangerous drugs if he or she was caught in possession of different kinds of dangerous drugs, shabu and marijuana, in a single occasion. If convicted, the higher penalty shall be imposed, which is still lighter if the accused is convicted of two different having two separate penalties. This interpretation is more in keeping with the intention of the legislators as well as more favorable to the accused. Possession and Use of Dangerous Drugs Even though a person who was arrested by a possession of cocaine was found positive for opium, he shall not be held additionally liable for use of dangerous drugs under Section 15 of RA 9165. Under this provision, where a person tested positive for dangerous drug is also found to have in his possession of any dangerous drug, he shall be held liable for possession of dangerous drug under Section 11 thereof. This means that offender may not be charged separately of illegal possession of dangerous drugs and use of dangerous drugs since it is clear from the Section 15 that the provision of Section 11 shall apply. Illegal possession of dangerous drugs absorbs the use of dangerous drugs. People versus Galicia. The fact that the kind of dangerous drugs is different from uh, that for which George was found positive is of no moment. What is important is that he is in possession of any dangerous drugs to exempt him from being prosecuted for use of dangerous drugs. 2013 bar. 
However, Section 15, which makes a user possession liable for possession of dangerous drugs, is not applicable if he is only found in possession of paraphernalia with traces of shabu. In People versus Martinez, where residue of dangerous drugs is found and there is positive confirmatory test result, the accused should be charged with use rather than possession of dangerous drugs. This, is, this would be in keeping with the intent of the law to rehabilitate first-time offenders of drug use and provide them with an opportunity to recover for a second chance at life. Possession and Sale of Dangerous Drugs Possession of marijuana is absorbed in the sale thereof, except where the seller is further apprehended in possession of another quantity of the prohibited drugs not covered by or included in the sale and which are probably intended for some future dealings or use by the seller. Uh, 1992 bar exam, 1998 and 1993. Possession of dangerous drugs and drug paraphernalia. In U.S. versus Popsi, it was held that opium and the five were found together under the floor. They were found in the, in the same place at the same time and by the same person. As the defendant was convicted of illegal possession of opium, he could not be charged with illegal possession of a pipe which is used in smoking opium. It is true that the law has provided a certain punishment for the possession of a pipe used in the smoking of opium and for possession of opium, but is not believed that it was the intention of the legislature to have separate complaints filed against a person who was found in the illegal possession of opium and pipe at the same time. However, the Supreme Court in People versus Casaco did not apply the Pucci principle that possession of dangerous drugs absorb possession of drug paraphernalia. In Kasapkop case, after the accused was apprehended for selling drugs, plastic sachet containing shabu, an improvised glass tutor containing shabu residue and a rolled, uh, rolled aluminum foil with shabu residue were found in his pocket. He was convicted of three separate crimes of sale of dangerous drugs under Section 5, possession of dangerous drugs under Section 11, and possession of drug paraphernalia under Section 12. Variance Rule in Drug Case well settled is uh, in jurisprudence that the crime of illegal sale of dangerous drugs necessarily includes the crime of possession of dangerous drug. The same ruling may also be applied to the other acts penalized under Section 4 or 5 of RA 9165 because for the accused to be able to trade, administer, dispense, deliver, give away to another, distribute, dispatch in transit or transport any dangerous drug, he must necessarily be in possession of said drugs. People versus Bulawan. 1. Possession and sale of dangerous drugs. In People versus Manansala, poser buyer both marijuana from the accused. On the basis of the sale, search warrant was issued. When the warrant was implemented, marijuana was found in the premises of the accused. Information for sale of dangerous drugs was filed against the accused. The poser buyer did not testify on the sale of dangerous drugs. Members uh, members of the enforcing team testified that they recovered marijuana from the accused. Applying the variance rule, the accused was convicted of possession of dangerous drug, since this is a lesser crime, which is necessarily included in the charge of sale of dangerous drug. <coughs> 2. Possession and importation of dangerous drugs. In People vs. Chan Liu, 
The accused was charged of importation of dangerous drugs in the information. The crime proven is possession of dangerous drug and not importation of dangerous drugs since the place of origin of the vessel carrying the drugs is not shown to be a foreign country. Accused is convicted of possession of dangerous drugs since this is a lesser crime, which is necessarily in included in the charge of importation of dangerous drugs. Author's opinion. It is submitted that the accused in Chan Liu case should have been convicted of transpiration of dangerous drugs since the point of origin is not important in this crime and this crime is also necessarily included in the charge of importation. Possession and delivery of dangerous drugs. In People vs. Maungko, the accused was charged of delivery of dangerous drugs in the information. The crime proven was possession of dangerous drugs and not delivery of dangerous drugs since he merely surrendered the drug upon demand of the police officer. Accused was convicted of possession of dangerous drugs since this is a lesser crime, which is necessarily included in the charge of delivery of dangerous drugs. Fourth, possession of dangerous drugs and drug paraphernalia. If the crime charged in information is possession of dangerous drugs but the crime proven by evidence in possession of drugs paraphernalia, the accused cannot be convicted of possession of dangerous drugs because it was not proven by evidence. Neither can he be convicted of possession of drug paraphernalia but because it was not alleged in the information. Pardo business people. Use of dangerous drugs. Use of dangerous drugs is committed by a person apprehended or arrested for a drug-related crime who is found to be positive for use of any dangerous drug after a confirmatory test provided that he is not in possession of other dangerous drugs, section 15 and 38. If the user is in possession of dangerous drugs, he shall be prosecuted for possession of dangerous drugs, section 15. Apprehended for drug-related crime. The phrase person apprehended or arrested in Article 15 cannot literally mean any person apprehended or arrested for any crime. This phrase must be read in context and understood in consonance with RA 9165 Section 15 comprehends persons arrested or apprehended for unlawful acts listed under Article 2 of the law, such as sale or possession of dangerous drugs. Any person apprehended or arrested for a crime not related to drugs, such as robbery extortion, shall not be subjected to dangerous drug tests. Hence, he cannot be convicted of use of dangerous drugs under Section 15. De La Cruz Business People in People versus Taboy, accused is found guilty of illegal use of dangerous drugs as the following elements thereof were proven. Accused was arrested for engaging in the sale of shabu, which is an act punishable under Article 2 of RA 9165. He was subjected to a drug test, and the result of said test yielded positive for shabu. If a person is caught in the act of using dangerous drugs, the police can arrest him for possession of dangerous drugs. If he is found positive for using dangerous drugs after confirmatory tests, he shall be convicted of use of dangerous drugs under Section 15 and not possession of dangerous drugs, even though residue of dangerous drugs is found, People versus Martinez. But if he is in possession of dangerous drugs other than that the being consumed by him, he is liable of possession of dangerous drugs. Although Section 15 speaks of person apprehended or arrested, one may be held liable for use of dangerous drugs even though he is not an arrestee. This is an exception to the rule under Section 36. A person found to be positive for dangerous drugs after being subjected to undergo mandatory or random drug testing 
shall be subject to the provision of Section 15. The following person shall undergo mandatory drug tests. Applicants for driver's license, applicants for firearm license and for permit to carry firearms outside the residence, and officers and members of the military, police, and other law enforcement agencies. The following persons shall undergo random drug tests, students of secondary and tertiary schools, and officers and employees of public and private officers. The role of mandatory testing of candidates for public office, whether appointed or elected both in national or local government, has been declared unconstitutional since Section 36 adds another qualification layer to what the Constitution at the minimum requires for membership in the Senate. Under Section 36, Paragraph F, all persons charged before the prosecutor's office with a criminal offense having an impossible penalty or penalty of imprisonment of not less than six years and one day shall have to undergo a mandatory drug test. Those found to be positive for dangerous drugs use or uh, uh, the use of drugs shall be liable for use of dangerous drug. However, this provision has been declared as unconstitutional. To impose mandatory drug testing on the accused is a blatant attempt to harness a medical test as a tool for criminal prosecution contrary to the stated objective of RA 9165. Drug testing in this case would violate a person's right to privacy guaranteed under the Constitution. Worse still, the accused persons are veritably forced to incriminate themselves. Lazar Navesos. Uh, dangerous Drugs Board. Presumption of Use of Dangerous Drug Under Section 12, the possessor of drug paraphernalia shall be presumed to have used dangerous drug in violation of Section 15. Despite the presumption, it is admitted that the person arrested for possession of drug paraphernalia must be subjected to screening laboratory examination or tests and confirmatory tests. Section 15 requires that the offender must be found to be positive for use of any dangerous drug after a confirmatory test to be held liable for use of dangerous drug. In U.S. v. Luke Chow, it was held that possession of the pipe is not a crime different from that smoking opium in a pipe. Confirmation, confirmatory tests. Positive confirmatory test is an element of use of dangerous drugs under Section 15. Under Article 36, the drug tests must be performed only by authorized drug testing centers, Nakagwe Sulpicio Lines. However, the absence of such tests cannot be raised as an issue for the first time on a field, Ambre versus People. In People versus Andrade, the information charged the accused of use of dangerous drug without allegation that he was apprehended and found positive for dangerous drugs after a confirmatory test. The trial court granted the motion to dismiss on the ground that to be held liable for use of dangerous drug, it is essential that the accused was arrested or apprehended for drug-related crime or subjected to drug testing under Section 36 and that the accused was found positive for dangerous drugs. The Supreme Court ruled that a trial court, instead of immediately dismissing the case, should have given the prosecution an opportunity to amend the defect in the information. Penalty of Rehabilitation The penalty for use of dangerous drugs committed by a first-time offender is a, mix, a minimum of six months rehabilitation. The penalty of rehabilitation is not subject to the indeterminate sentence law for not being a prison sentence, 2007 bar exam. 
the penalty of rehabilitation cannot be graduated the degree lower hence the privilege mitigating circumstance of minority cannot be considered 2018 bar preventive imprisonment may be credited in the service of the penalty of the rehabilitation people versus santiago attempt or conspiracy to commit drug trafficking conspiracy or attempt to commit the following unlawful act is punishable 1. Importation, sale, trading, administration, dispensation, delivery, distribution, and transportation of any dangerous drug. 2. Maintenance of a den, dive, or resort where any dangerous drug is used in any form. 3. Manufacture of any dangerous drug. and 4. Cultivation or culture of plants which are source of dangerous drugs. Section 26.9165 Conspiracy or attempt to commit possession or use of dangerous drugs is not listed as punishable under act, uh, under section 26 the conspiracy in section 26 refers to that as a crime and not to that as a mode of incurring criminal liability for purposes of applying the collective responsibility rule if the accused merely conspired to sell dangerous drugs the crime should be designated as conspiracy to sell dangerous drugs under section 26 this is conspiracy as a crime if the accused conspired to sell dangerous drugs and thereafter sold the dangerous drugs and furtherance with such conspiracy, the crime should be designated as sale of dangerous drugs under Section 5 and not conspiracy to sell dangerous drugs under Section 26 in relation to Section 5. In this case, conspiracy is just a mode of incurring criminal liability and thus Section 26 which penalizes conspiracy as a crime, is not applicable. However, erroneous designation in the information is not fatal. The body of the information and not the designation of the crime is controlling. People versus Pablo. Persons liable under RA 9165. Aside from the pusher, dangerous drugs trafficker, possessor and user, Protector or cuddler and financier are also liable for crime involving dangerous drugs. Protector or cuddler is any person who knowingly and willfully consents to the unlawful acts involving dangerous drugs and use his influence, power or precision in shielding, harboring, screening or facilitating the escape of any person he knows or has reasonable grounds to believe on or suspects has committed these acts in order to prevent the arrest, prosecution, and conviction of the violator. Section 3. Financier is any person who pays for, raises, or supplies money for, or underwrites any of the illegal activities prescribed under this Act. Section 3. Chain of Custody To establish the chain of custody, the prosecution must show the movements of the dangerous drugs from the confiscation up to its presentation in court. The purpose of establishing the chain of custody is to ensure the integrity of the corpus delicti, people versus magat. The following links that must be established in the chain of custody in any bypass situation. First, the seizure and marking, if practicable, of the illegal drug recovered from the accused by the apprending officer. Second, the turnover of the illegal drug seized by the apprending officer to the investigating officer. Third, the turnover by the investigating officer of the illegal drug to the forensic chemist for laboratory examination. And fourth, the turnover and submission of the marked illegal drug seized from the forensic chemist to the court. People vs. Kamad, 2016 and 2009 bar. 
Inventory and Photograph To establish the first link in the chain of custody and that is the seizure with the drug from the accused, the prosecution must comply with Section 21 as amended by RA 10640, Inventory and Photographing of Confiscated Dangerous Drugs under Section 1 as amended by RA 10640 must be made immediately at the proper place and before the required witnesses. 1. Immediateness. Inventory and photographing of confiscated dangerous drugs must be made immediately by the apprehending officers after seizure and confiscation thereof. Second, place inventory and photographing. Inventory and photographing of confiscated dangerous drugs must be made at the place where the search warrant is served or at the nearest police station or at the nearest office of the apprehending officers in case of warrantless seizures. There is no rule under the original version of Section 21 on the place where the confiscated drugs shall be inventoried and photographed before there are cases decided by the Supreme Court that the physical inventory and photograph must be immediately conducted at the place of arrest. However, Section 21, as amended uh, now, includes a specification of locations where the physical inventory and taking of photographs must be conducted to wit place where the search warrant is served if there is a warrant or nearest police station or nearest office of the apprehending officers in case of warrantless seizures. Compliance with this rule is mandatory. People versus K. As explained by Senator Suto, who sponsored Senate Bill Number no. 2273 that eventually becomes RA 10640, this new rule is designed to provide additional locations of the place of inventory and photographing of seized drugs, which is safe and secure from extreme danger of immediate retaliatory action of drug syndicates at the place of seizure. Third, three witnesses. Inventory and photographing of confiscated drugs uh, must be in the presence of accused or person from whom such item were confiscated or seized or his representative or counsel, b. elected public official and a representative of the National Prosecution Service or the media. Under the original version of Section 31 of RA 9165, at least four witnesses, the accused, elected official, media, and DOG representative are required to, to be present while the dangerous drugs are being inventoried and photographed. However, RA number 10640 has amended Section 21 of RA 9165 by replacing the four-witness rule by three-witness uh, who are the accused, the elective official, and media or the NPS or National Prosecution Service Representative rule. RA9165 as amended uses the disjunctive or in the praise the National Prosecution Service of media. Thus, a representative from the media and a representative from the National Prosecution Service are now alternatives to its other people versus K. Senator Poe, a co-sponsor of uh, Bill 2273, explained that compliance with the rule uh, on witness during the physical inventory is difficult and media representatives are not always available in all corners of the Philippines, especially in more remote areas. Thus, the requirement on the number of witnesses was adjusted by RA 10640. The first link in the chain of custody rule is the seizure and marking of the illegal drug recovered from the accused by the apprehending officer to establish the link the rule on inventory and photography of the confiscated drug rule must be complied with if the inventory and photography of the drugs were made in the presence of two witnesses accused and media representative in violation of the three witness rule 
the accused will be acquitted because the seizure of the drugs is invalid. 2019 bar. Additional requirements. Section 21, number 9165 also requires that the witnesses must sign the inventory and given copies thereof and that drugs must be submitted to the PDA forensic laboratory for examination within 24 hours upon such confiscation 2009 and 2016 bar exams non-compliance with the requirements the original version of section 21 does not provide a rule on the effects of the violation thereof but under this provision as amended by ra 10640 non-compliance with the requirements shall not render void and invalid the seizures and custody over dangerous drugs provided that the following requisites are present one the integrity and the evidentiary value of the seized items are properly preserved by the apprending officer or team and second there is justifiable ground for the non-compliance of such requirement according to senator soto non-observance of the prescribed procedure should not automatically mean that the seizure or confiscation is invalid or illegal as long as the law enforcement officers could justify the the same and could have proved the integrity and the evidentiary value of the seized items are not tainted this is the effect of the inclusion in the proposal to amend the pay, the praise justifiable grounds preservation of the integrity of the confiscated drugs the integrity of the evidence is presumed to be preserved unless there is a showing of bad faith, ill will, or proof that the evidence has been tampered with to overcome a presumption of regularity in the handling of exhibits by public officers. The accused has the burden to show that the evidence has been tampered with. People versus Miranda. Justifiable grounds for not complying with the three witness rule. The justifiable grounds for non-compliance must be proven. Uh, as facts between the court cannot pres uh, presume uh, what these grounds are, are that they are even exist moreover for the above uh, saving clause to apply the prosecution must explain the reasons behind the procedural lapses and that the integrity and evidentiary value of the seized evidence had nonetheless been preserved people versus pass the following are justifiable grounds for failure to comply with the three witnesses or witness rule the attendance of elective official in media or the national prosecution service representative was impossible because the place of arrest was a remote area second the safety of those required witnesses during the inventory and photograph of the seized drugs was threatened by an immediate retaliatory action of the accused or any person acting for in his behalf third the elected official themselves were involved in the punishable acts sought to be apprehended fourth the time constraints and urgency of the anti-drug operations which often rely on tips of confidential assets prevented the local enforcers from obtaining the presence of the required witnesses even before the offenders could escape or fifth earnest efforts to secure the presence of these required witnesses within the period required under article 125 of the remise penal code proved futile uh, through no fault uh, of the arresting officers who face the threat of being charged with arbitrary detention, people be so slim. The police were able to explain the failure to conduct an inventory and take photographs of the seized items. This is because of the intervening fact that one Illuminado Acosta was shot at the time of the bypass operation, people versus floor. In people versus slim, an agent testified that no members of the media and barangay officials arrived at the crime uh, scene. Uh, because it was late at night and it was raining, making it unsafe for them to wait for the house of the accused.
Another agent similarly declared that the inventory was made in the PDEA officer considering that it was late in the evening and there were no available media representative and barangay officials despite their effort to contact them. He admitted that there are times when they do not inform the barangay officials prior to the operation as they might leak the confidential information. The Supreme Court said that these justifications are unacceptable as there was no genuine and, and uh, sufficient attempt to comply with the law. The prosecution likewise failed to explain why they did not secure the presence of a representative from the DOJ. Accused was acquitted. A policeman failed to comply with Section 21 since the inventory and photograph of the drugs were only made in the presence of Barangay Tanod and the same was not submitted to the PMP Crime Laboratory within 24 hours because he was sick. On appeal, the defense raised the issue of inadmissibility of evidence for failure to comply with the rule of chain of custody. The policeman failed to comply with the rule on three witnesses accused, public officer, in media or in PS representative and did not offer justifiable grounds for such non-compliance. However, the issue of non-compliance with Section 21 cannot be raised for the first time on appeal. Hence, the defense of the accused should be rejected. People versus Badilla, 2016 Bar. Procedural Requirements In People v. Lim, the Supreme Court in Bank expressly required police officers to make a sworn statement containing their compliance with the requirements of Section 21 or the justification for non-compliance thereof and steps taken to preserve the integrity of the confiscated dangerous drugs. Otherwise, the investigating fiscal must not immediately file the case before the court. Instead, he must refer the case for further preliminary investigation. If the investigating fiscal filed the case despite such absent, the court may exercise its discretion to either refuse to issue a uh, commitment order or warrant of arrest or dismiss the case outright for lack of probable cause. On marking, Section 21 does not expressly specify the matter of marking of the seized item and warrantless seizures to ensure its integrity. However, jurisprudential rule requires that the marking of drugs should be done or should be done one or first in the presence of the apprehended violator, second immediately upon confiscation. People versus Sanchez. Confiscation receipt. Confiscation receipts signed by the accused cannot be accepted as proof that dangerous drug and marked money were seized from him. It is inadmissible in evidence as there is no showing that he was assisted by counsel when he signed the same. Since this is a document tacitly admitting the offense charge, the constitutional safeguard must be observed. The practice of uh, requiring offen uh, offender to sign such receipt which is tantamount to an extrajudicial confession for the commission of the offense is a violation of his constitutional right to remain silent. Nevertheless, accused cannot be acquitted if his criminal act of selling dangerous drug has been sufficiently proven by other evidence. People versus Castro, 1992 Bar. PDEA Coordination Silence of the law as to the consequences of the failure on the part of the law enforcers to seek the prior authority of the PDEA cannot be interpreted as a legislative intent to make an arrest without such PDEA participation uh, illegal or evidence obtained pursuant to such an arrest is inadmissible. People versus Clarite. Lack of coordination with the PDEA will not invalidate a bypass operation. Such coordination is not 
and indispensable requirements in bypass operations. Neither Section 86 of uh, RA9165 nor its implementing rules and regulations makes PDS participation a condition sine qua non for the conduct of a bypass operation. People versus Mendoza and People versus CAIS. Informant. The adverse evidential effect of non-presentation of an informant will depend on whether his identity is confidential or not. Confidential informant. The failure of the prosecution to present a confidential informant was not willfully unjustified. Police informants work incognito to parade them in court will destroy their usefulness. Therefore, his identity may remain confidential. There are strong practical reasons for such continued secrecy, including the continued safety of the informer and the encouragement of others to report wrongdoings to the police authorities, people versus the source. This rule is applicable whether the informer is an intelligence agent, people versus Buko, or civilian informer or squealer, people versus Nicholas. Non-confidential informant. If the informant acted as poser buyer or assisted the poser buyer in transacting with the poser, his identity is not confidential. Withholding the testimony of the informant who acted as poser buyer during the trial could not attain objective of concealing his identity from the accused. And for the personal security, the informant must be well known if not familiar to the accused. Otherwise, he could not act as a poser buyer. People versus Ruhu. Plea bargaining under Section 10 of Article uh, 8 of the Constitution. All courts existing at the time of the ratification of this Constitution shall continue to exercise their jurisdiction until otherwise provided by the law. The provisions of the existing rules of court, judiciary acts, and procedural laws not inconsistent with this Constitution shall remain operative unless amended or repealed by the Supreme Court or the Congress. This is a constitutional recognition of the concurrent power of Congress and the Supreme Court to amend or repeal the provisions of the rules of court. However, in Estipuna Jr. v. Labrigo, the Supreme Court ruled that the power to promulgate rules of pleading, practice, and procedure is now exclusive domain of the Supreme Court and no longer shared with the executive and legislative departments. Since the provisions on plea bargaining is procedural, Congress cannot, through legislation, prohibit plea bargaining because the procedural rules made by the Supreme Court allows it by reason thereof Section 23 of RA 9165 which prohibits plea bargaining pertaining to crimes involving dangerous drugs 2005, 2004, and 1998 bar examinations was declared as unconstitutional for being contrary to the rule-making authority of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court in separate resolution in Administrative Memorandum No. 18-03-16 issued in 2018 and 2019 held, among others, that plea bargaining in drug cases is allowed and probation may be availed of only in the following instances. 1. When the accused is charged with possession of dangerous drugs under Section 11 and the quantity of shabu is less than 5 grams or in case of marijuana, it is less than 300 grams. 2. When the accused is charged under Section 5 with the sale of shabu and the quantity found in his or her possession is less than 1 gram or if marijuana only is less than 10 grams. 3. When the accused is charged under Section 13, that is possession of dangerous drugs during party social gatherings 
or meetings in relation to Section 11, and the quantity of the dangerous drug is in his or her possession is less than 5 grams, or in case it is marijuana, the quantity is less than 300 grams. Fourth, when the accused is an employee or a visitor of the drug den, dive, or resort, provided that he or she is charged solely under Section 7, and there is no other person charged for maintaining the said drug den, dive, or resort. Plea bargaining is also allowed where, when an accused is charged with possession of shabu weighing 5 to 9.99 grams or of marijuana weighing 300 to 499 grams. However, probation of the accused will not be allowed in such instances. No plea bargaining is allowed in the following instance. 1. Possession of 10 grams or more of shabu. 2. Possession of 500 grams or more of marijuana. 3. Sale of shabu exclusively with a quantity of 1 gram or more. 4. Sale of marijuana exclusively with a quantity of 10 grams or more. And 5. Sale of all other kinds of dangerous drugs. Immunity from Prosecution Notwithstanding the provision of Section 17, Rule 109 of the Revised Rules of Criminal Procedures and the provisions of RA Number 6981 of the Witness Protection, Security and Benefit Act of 1991, any person who has violated Section 7, 11, 12, 14, 15, and 19, Article 11 of this Act, who voluntarily gives information about any violation of Section 4, 5, 6, 8, 10, 13, and 16, Article 2 of this Act, as well as any violation of the offenses mentioned is committed by a drug syndicate or any information leading to the whereabouts, identities, and arrest of all or any of the members thereof and who willingly testifies against such persons as described above shall be exempted from prosecution or punishment of the offense with reference to which his or her information of testimony were given and may plead or prove the giving of such information and testimony in bar, at, in bar of such prosecution, provided that the following condition concur. 1. The information and testimony are necessary for the conviction of the persons described above. 2. Such information and testimony are not yet in the possession of the state. 3. Such information and testimony can be corroborated under material points. 4. The informant or witness has not been previously convicted of a crime involving moral torpitude except when there is no other direct evidence available for the state other than the information and testimony of said informant or witness. And 5. The informant or witness shall strictly and faithfully comply without delay any condition or undertaking reduced into writing lawfully imposed by the state as further consideration for the grant of immunity from prosecution and punishment. Provided further that this immunity may be enjoyed by such informant or witness who does not appear to be the most guilty for the offense with reference to which her or his information or testimony was given. Provided finally that there is no direct evidence available for the state except for the information and testimony of the said informant or witness, Section 33 of RA 9165. In People vs. 1, it was held that the allegation that Duhon is engaged in illegal sale, indeed, even the fact that Duhon is a detainee charged with violation of the law, is not a disqualification from immunity since such, such is not equivalent to a previous conviction of a crime involving moral torpitude. Duhon having all the qualification and none of the disqualifications under the law is eligible for immunity from prosecution.